Hey everybody, welcome to episode 27 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are back with another obscure top five today. This one was uh, was your pick. It was. It was. So tell everybody what you went with. Today's movie world, we're getting a lot of reboots. And uh, there's a lot of criticism out there of things that should or shouldn't be rebooted. So you get things like uh, like RoboCop that are remade and, and things like that. And then uh, most recently, Overboard that just came out. And so we thought it'd be the top five movies that should be rebooted so it's uh not a sequel it's uh not a continuation or prequel of uh of any franchise but just you take the same characters the same ideas and uh formulate a new movie and so what, what are the top five movies that we think should be rebooted i'll let you start with your number five so before we go too into this we did have a caveat oh we did i forgot we could not do comic book slash superhero movies correct because, because almost all of those yeah. should be if yeah, it's I not mean, in the MCU, it should be redone. Yeah, it, we we both would have just spent an hour on this podcast talking about how bad DC sucks right now. Well, even DC and then Fox and then yeah. all the X-Men. and It just would have ended up being the same thing. So I, I do want to talk a little bit, just for a quick second, about my approach on this. Because I, I put a lot of thought into it. And you had to correct me on a few things uh, with the prequels and sequels. But it was really a fine line in the selection process for me. And I'd be interested to hear as I go through this, if you had any similar thoughts. So I wanted to put something on my list that, that felt worthy of a reboot to a lot of people. So I didn't think that putting something like my favorites, like rad or teen wolf in there made a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, I mean, one, would I want to, and two, would that really register with anybody? I also wanted to do something that didn't have a bunch of fatigue around it. So Terminator and aliens, that would be great to reboot, but I'm so sick of them. I don't even want to reboot them. I just kind of want them to go away for a really long time. Predator would, we're getting ready to get a Predator. But that was another thing. I, I didn't want something that people were tired of because I could easily come in and be like, oh, Terminator needs rebooted. Yeah, we all know that. So don't say it. So I kind of wanted to go away from that. I also wanted the ability for like a clean break. So I didn't want to try in, and I don't think you would allow this, but I could reboot the Matrix, but I love the first one so much. While I'd want to redo two and three, I'm not willing to sacrifice one. number one, which is interesting because that kind of ties into some stuff later on with me. Same with Back to the Future. Number one is really awesome. I, I don't think I could ever envision rebooting it, but two and three could probably be done. And Jaws was another one where I was like, you know, Jaws one is incredible. It's a classic. The rest are so bad. I'd love to reboot it. But sometimes there's also this thing where it sounds like a really good idea to reboot a movie like Jaws, for example, but I don't think it'd work nowadays. Like, it just wouldn't work. You've seen too many shark movies. Back in the 70s, nobody knew about sharks. I say that like nobody knew. Sharks exist? Now, but now we have... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> what is this fin floating around? What is this thing? Um, no, I, I guess I meant, like, sharks were still a mystery. Now we have Shark Week that's saturated. We have Sharknado. And, and truthfully, it ended up being CGI and, and looked miserable. But the larger point, though, is that there's some of these movies that I think just were the right movie at the right time. Major League would be another one. I just don't think it would work now. Top Gun, Bloodsport, they're just things that hit at the right time that while it sounds like a good idea on the surface, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I, I don't I don't think I don't think that'd work. So 
I wanted to share a little bit of my thought process about maybe where I landed and why I excluded some movies. Well, and I'll, I'll jump in there too of, of how I did my list. Yeah. Was more of I didn't want to pick something that was so good that it didn't need to be rebooted. Like you would need to reboot Braveheart. I think right. Braveheart's a great movie as is. I think rebooting it is not only unnecessary, but I think it would be it definitely be a step down. Mm-hmm. And the story that it tells is pretty much the same story however however you do it and so mine were good concepts that they didn't execute well that that i like what what they're doing with or that i think that there's more that they or a different direction they could go with those same starting points and so that's that's kind of how i did mine yeah concept was a big key for me too because i think with a reboot you want to have some kind of timeless concept that you can figure out different ways to rearrange the puzzle pieces and come up with something new but so I agree with you there. So I'll dive right in. My number five. So this was a little bit cultish of me to pick, but I have my reasons. It's American Ninja. If you haven't seen it, it's an '80s franchise that doesn't. Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff doesn't deserve to be as good as it is, but it's really not good. And it's we've talked before about my love for kung fu. This is not kung fu. It's just it's more a better Miami connection kind of in a way. Cause it involves drug dealers and ninjas and, but the ninjas just like the peak eighties ninjas where random stuff's just happening. But I wanted to do this because I feel like there needs to be a good martial arts franchise right now. I feel like we don't have that. Uh, we get some good action scenes in like the wicks and the atomic blondes, but we don't really get anything else. It's not a terrible story. It's, you know, an American gets orphaned and raised by somebody in Japan and teaches him ninjutsu. And then he uses that to fight bad guys and stuff. So, how I would reboot it, I'd want to keep it pretty minimalistic, like the raid. So we're really just showing off the fighting skills. Maybe turn it into something like the Punisher, but instead of using a bunch of guns, it's just a ninja going around getting revenge. I think there's also a chance that it could be comedic too. Like kind of be self-aware that it is a kind of a hokey concept. So I'd almost set it in the 80s. So I part of me wants to be serious with it. Part of me wants to be funny with it. So set it in the eighties, have it be self-aware that ninjas were a craze in the eighties and just kind of play into that, which I think could end up being really kind of funny. So who I would like to see involved in this though, would be, I could see the American ninja being somebody like Adam driver. And I was really basing that off of Logan lucky. I don't know. There's something about, he's got some really comedy aspects that I think would be kind of funny. Channing Tatum, Chris Evans, I could see being kind of, a funny guy as the wholesome American guy. And I think they have the ability, all those guys have the ability to be funny at the same time. And then I don't, if you haven't seen American Ninja, he has a black best friend in the army. Who's a huge muscle bound guy. And for some reason I kept thinking of Anthony Mackie when I thought of this. So getting Falcon Falcon in there, I I don't know for some reason. So basically I would say take Captain America and Falcon and make them Joe Armstrong (laughs) and, and Jackson in that. As far as director, uh, Gareth Evans would be good. He's the one who did the raid. Uh, David Leitch, who did Deadpool, Wick, Atomic Blonde. Those would be more of the serious ones. I could even see Quentin Tarantino doing a good job because Kill Bill would be very much in that same style. But if I was going for funny, I would think I would go with Edgar Wright, who did Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim, or even Lord Miller, who did 21 and 22 Jump Street. So that would be something that's probably more in line with a favorite of mine. But I just wanted a martial arts franchise out there. When I saw this on your list, I was curious how you feel that backlash that you would get from from people having a white American guy go and learn 
oh ninja yeah skills and yeah. just from all the but i mean you're the whitewashing talk that, that that's out there is like, yeah but i mean one iron I, fist one i think it's you're safe because it's a reboot of something that already existed so you just be it's not like you're coming out with something right now and trying to whitewash you're paying homage to what the one was before and it's called american ninja i mean can it i mean i think the idea is that you know the whole thing is that it's unexpected that this random white guy in the army magically knows ninjutsu that's the whole concept but that's why i think it lends itself to almost being funny you know just just play up to it like you know have all the different colored ninjas and be silly with it so by the end i talked myself into this being a half comedy half comedy yeah <laughs> no no yeah. i'm sitting here talking about it it's gonna be a comedy <laughs> right <laughs> i've yep. now changed my director and my <laughs> actors to make it a comedy yeah so my my first one that i have on the list is hercules i feel like the Hercules story hasn't gotten its fair fair due at all. As many incarnations as it has, it uh, the Lou Ferrigno version didn't win you over. It, or Hercules in New York with <laughs> with Arnold Strong. Yeah, you know, the uh, what's that kid from Twilight that did his, and then uh, that's the, the Hercules. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, I know who you're talking whatever about. Whatever his name is, Kellen Lutz, I think. Yeah, Lutz. Okay, yeah, and that. I never, I never actually saw that. I, uh, I wanted to see it just because yeah. I like, again, I want things from Hercules to, to do well. Cause I think there's so much to explore there, you know, half God, you know, half man and all these labors, right. You know, that could be really cool scenes. And then we got the rocks version of, of Hercules. That was more of, he was just a guy, but they were building up this myth. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. You know, I didn't. I, didn't, I haven't I, seen it. I, didn't, I, I know I'm committing blasphemy in your house, but I have not seen it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that he was just a guy, and all the things that he did were were stories. So that you did see some of that. So you had the the giant lion heaven fighting the giant lion, but it wasn't real, if you if you can say that. I want a new Hercules, and I want it done as if he's half god. So I want Zeus there. I want Hades and and Ares and and things like that involved. My cast. I want The Rock because I truly <laughs> feel like he was born to play Hercules. Yeah. I feel like that is his role. I felt like he, in a bad script, bad scenario, still did okay in this. Mm-hmm. And I truly feel that that's his, his Conan, but better. I think, I think that's, that's, we need him in that. That's his Scorpion King, but better. Yeah. Oh, I, had, I, had to have, I had to have him back in Hercules just re- Reboot completely. Yeah. You had the story, and you even have the rock. But uh, redo the story. I put uh, at first. I put Russos because I wanted the the fight scenes, and I think that they're they're really smart about what they do. But then I came back to Matt Reeves, who did uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. and War of the Planet of the Apes, because I feel or he has a real eye for the CGI mm-hmm. and is careful not to make that look bad. Yeah, and so probably go go with matt reeves on that and that so that's where i want i want Dwayne, yeah and i want uh want matt reeves and i want a real a real myth of hercules <laughs> right i was surprised I, I know you love the rock but uh the mountain popped in my head thinking of just massive human beings i'm okay with him being in it in some yeah. way but he's not he's not an actor yeah you know i don't think he can carry a carry a whole movie he, he's a great uh ancillary yeah guy when i read that you were going to go with this. I thought I was kind of surprised. Maybe you didn't pick Ridley Scott because of Gladiator, and it would also Gladiator has very much a Braveheart type feel. So I didn't know if you were going for that more like historical epic type feel for a movie. Um, no, I wanted 
I wanted as as real as I could get, but also be in the myth realm. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so it does. I wanted it all to look like it's real. Yeah. The the trailer that I saw for the Lutz version did did not look like it <laughs> it existed on this plane. Yeah. You know, and and I wanted to be on Earth, but just just give me something a little bit new. Sure. And not clash the titans. You know, it's just feel like I have a vision in my head that I want it to look like, which I'm, I'm never going to get because people can't pry, pry it out of there, but right. it's, uh, that, that's what I'm hoping for. There. Yeah. The other one that popped in my head was uh, when I read this was Patty Jenkins because I felt like you could make a case that Wonder Woman... It essentially is, but yeah. I, again, it came back to the effects yeah. that I, I feel like she didn't care. Yeah, the, it, Wonder Woman had some shoddy effects and for sure. And then the fact that she cast... Aries the way she did <laughs> yeah I was like come on yeah you know whether that was her call or not I don't know but that was very disappointing yeah so, those so are she, fair so she got the boot on those because I did <laughs> those did run run through my list of who cause I was going through superhero movies who I think who I liked and yeah and and why I didn't like it so that's what also moved me off of uh the Russos yeah was there if it was just coming off of Winter Soldier then they for sure would have been my pick but then you you had the the Avengers in there and they kind of kind of lost me on some of the effects that sure. I think this will definitely have to have yeah. in order to make it right. So No, it will. It'll have to do CGI for sure. Yeah. My number four is Highlander. This is one that I've only seen a couple of the movies, so I've definitely seen Highlander 1. I'm not sure I've seen any of the other Highlanders all the way through. I definitely have seen bits and pieces of them. And I know the TV show was immensely popular when we were younger, but I, just, I couldn't get into it. None of them are really good. Number one is good to laugh at. But this is what we mentioned earlier. The concept of Highlander is actually really good. I love it. You have immortals fighting each other. With swords. With swords, cutting off each other's heads. There can be only one, even though there's always a lot more than one. You take Um, their power. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. That's the movie. But you could do so much with that concept. I would try and build out some of that mythology. I would try to, and, and I think some of the movies did this because I remember... You know, Mario Van Peebles was in one of them, and um, Sean Connery is in the first one. So in the first one, Duncan McLeod is Scottish, but I can never remember it. Sean Connery's got the most ridiculous name. Spaniard. Yeah, he's Spaniard. So they do kind of reference other cultures, but I think in today's world, you could even expand that further. You could have people from you know Japan and Africa with all these different fighting styles, even though they're all immortal, and you could have this mythology built up around them where all these ancient cultures have stories of heroes we just talked about hercules but Mm -hmm. people like that who were kind of immortal and you could trace that lineage up through people today and do some pretty cool stuff with that so that's what i would want to do it would allow you to cast older actors because like in the first islander you know sean connery's older and he's teaching duncan mcleod so it'd give you a chance to have all these different cultures connor mcleod duncan mcleod is the uh, series yeah 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 um good catch thank you but it would give you a chance to have older actors and younger actors from each of these different cultures and backgrounds. So I kind of felt like I wanted to center it around Jason Momoa. I was trying to find somebody like... It's not really Scottish from the Highlands. No, so I I would... I think I, I skipped over that part. I would not make it be the main character be Scottish. I'd pick a, pick a different ethnicity or culture to center my, my thing around. Like I, I was leaning towards like... Chinese or Japanese, and I was kind of toying around with African, and I kind of landed... I really want to go Native American, but sad, I, I couldn't really find any current Native American actors that 
I wield knew swords. Of, yeah. But Momoa seemed like he could fit like a Pacific Islander kind of culture and do that. So, and plus Momoa is just pretty cool. And I've always wanted him to have a breakout role. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be Aquaman, but I put uh, Michonne on here from Walking Dead because yep. she was fantastic in Black Panther and Idris Elba could be like a mentor in that. And I, I found like an older uh, Japanese actor that I liked. He's the guy that's in Last Samurai and he's, he's been in a bunch of movies, but he's, he's really fantastic. But anyway, I could have made a laundry list of actors for that, but who I'd want to direct it. I actually don't think Ryan Johnson would have been bad. Um, I know got kind of a sour taste in my mouth Ew. from Last Jedi, but I think it could have worked. I Patty Jenkins. I have Matt Reeves on my list for this. And I also had one of your boys, um, Doug Lyman, who did Edge of Tomorrow and American Made. I think I really liked what he did with Edge of Tomorrow. And I think some, I, I, I can't really explain why in my head the concept of Highlander feels like it would work based on what I saw in Edge of Tomorrow, but it, it feels right when I say it. So Yeah, no, I... I agree with that. And Highlander was, was on my my yeah. my short list of which are gonna make my top five and, and I love the concept. Yeah. And I think I think you're absolutely right. There is actually talks of Ryan Reynolds rebooting it at one point. Ugh, but and it can't so, be serious at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that just goes out the window. But yeah. but there were there was talks where he's attached. I don't I don't know where that, that landed, but it was uh, I loved the series growing up. I watched it, it as on sixty two mm-hmm. uh, all the time, and so which really lends itself to a a series yeah. because you can have all of these different encounters with all these different people. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. You could do a lot with this, but it was all that series was around the same time. It was like Hercules with Sorbo, with Zorbo, and yeah. Xena, Warrior and, Princess. Yes. So it just kind of got lumped in with like that cheesy. And those shows were like immensely popular for a while, but it's just very cheesy. I think this would this would be a great reboot. Yeah, um, I see Momoa as more the the bad guy. Um, Possibly, blanking, yeah. I'm blanking at his name. The Kurgan. Kurgan. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I I need Momoa to. I, I wanted a different. I don't know. I wanted a different take. I wanted a bigger guy, or I wanted, like I said, I actually landed on Momoa because I was just going through a filmography. If I could find the right Asian actor or African actor that I felt embodied what I had in my head, I would have done it. But See the the problem with casting Momoa is he's he is too big. Yeah, that you almost want to have an underdog as your hero, right? You know that doesn't look like he's about to get because if you have Momoa against really anybody, right. you're, you're like, well, of course he's going to beat this guy. Yeah, you know. Versus you have even even Michonne as your as your lead, right? You know, fighting somebody like Momoa, you're like, she's may not have a chance here, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and so, yeah. I love Drogo, so right. it's uh, I'd put him in just about anything I could. Yeah, I, I think the thing I liked most thinking about this was the ability to... So, like, Bloodsport was always cool because you had all these guys that had different fighting styles. Oh, and yeah. So, and so you would have people from Africa fighting in an African style, and Chinese people would have Kung Fu and... Sumo. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, you'd have all the different fighting techniques. So Because, like, in Highlander, it was just so old, it was just dudes wielding swords around it looked like me and you out there fighting with swords that's not cool but like figure out different all the fighting styles that that would be awesome yeah i agree so my next one is a movie that i just think would work would work really well with a lot of the different things going on in society today i think falling down it's a it's a movie with michael douglas about a guy who just snaps his life is just going down down the toilet his personal life is is down the toilet, but you, you pick him up as going to work, stuck in traffic, and just just snap. So everything that bugs him about society, he decides to do something about. And so all the way up into 
going into a a fast food place and they stop serving breakfast at you know ten thirty. <laughs> a little it, too it, close it, to home for it, you. It is. It is. And uh, it's, it's ten thirty five, and you can't get his whatever he's looking for. You know, he, all he wants is his pancake or something <laughs> right. like that. And egg he, McMuffin. He, yeah, he, he exactly. <laughs> you can't get your egg McMuffin now. They they changed that. So now you can get an egg McMuffin whenever you want. Um, but he takes a baseball bat, you know, to the register and go, just give me the. Yeah, just give me the pancakes or whatever. There, there's just a lot of different different scenes in this to where you have somebody just just snaps. They have Michael Douglas. They have him in uh, basically a pocket protector and a tie and glasses. And so I wanted somebody that you don't normally see snap. And and that's where I came. And I think I mentioned this in Death Wish. Death Wish one is is Dennis Quaid because Dennis Quaid is everybody's good guy. You know, he, he's never never really steps out of that that good guy role mm-hmm. and, and i want him to to start that way and then flip that switch that's that's why i picked pick dennis quaid and i think again i think there's a lot of things that you can do about that uh, of reasons why he's mad at the world they then they show like towards the end of where you know he's he's disturbed he's a disturbed person this is not really why i guess why he went off but it's not very sympathetic character and so again, I think you can you can do that a lot. The uh, directors that I was looking at was from Sicario. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to say his name. I had to look it up a while back for one of our episodes. Is Denis Villeneuve? There you are. The reason I chose uh, that for Sicario is kind of a gritty, just a kind of a real feel, and that's yeah. that's what I want out of it. And yeah. So, so those are the two that I that I put in this. I kind of thought that's what you were going for with the Dennis Quaid because I knew you'd said it before. And it just made me think of like who would almost be so absurd in that role that it would make me laugh. And I could not get Tom Hanks out of my head. Yeah. Well, I'm not going for laughs, but yeah. he's like the last guy that you would ever think would like snap in a movie like yeah, that. Yeah. They're, they're on par with each other. And it would be you've never seen an Tom amazing pull the rug out moment if the trailer for this did not show him snapping. Right. Right. Like you go into it and maybe you trick him or something with some kind of plot. And then Tom Hanks loses his mind midway through the movie or Dennis Quaid. It would be interesting to see this movie, this reboot pulled off in today's environment of mass shootings. And Oh yeah. It would mean, it would have a lot of relevance and resonance. It would be interesting to see how something like this would be received yes yeah received. and i don't know remember our problem with death wish was like how are you they kind of addressed it but kind of didn't the crime in chicago so in this would you need to address this or not address this like are you trying to make it like the dude lost his health care and there's you know i mean well they have him and i haven't seen falling down in a while but they have him like have his wife and daughter have a restraint, restraining order against him okay. you, know, you don't find this out till like the end uh, of the how he's not a he's not a good guy yeah you know and so you start feeling for him at the beginning of oh this guy's just having a bad day but then you turn out he's he's not a good <laughs> he's not a good guy yeah you know but and I think you can you can do about it like this is not the way you go about this yeah you know, that, only a sick person would do this that and was so pretty that, good casting on their part because Michael Douglas always strikes me as, as even when he's being a good guy in a movie I'm like I kind of don't trust you I don't know yeah. why like you always look like you've got something sinister going on. Yeah, and that's and I thought they they did cast yeah. him very well in this yeah, of somebody that's a good who, role. who snapped, but they didn't never really got the good guy side of it. Yeah, which I guess you're not really supposed to. But sure. I think in today's 
again, the things that, that make him mad, I think people will say, yeah, I agree with that. But then you, you play it out yeah. and you're like, this guy is not somebody I want to relate to. Right. You know, like, yeah. So that that's how I'm, how I'd put him in there. Yeah. The, uh, the director that popped in my mind when I saw you put this was Nicholas Winding Refn, who did Drive with Baby Goose in Bronson with Tom Hardy. Yeah. He, he seemed, grittier. Yeah. It'd be definitely a little bit grittier, but the, both of those have the kind of main guy who's a little violent streak in him. He did some other bad ones too, but I was trying to cherry pick his good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my number three, we both love this franchise and I would like to see it have something done with it. I think it's a great vehicle for future action stars and it's time for the main guy to, to, to hang it up. Hang it up. It's Rambo. I mean, Sly is 71, or sorry, Sly is not 71. I don't, actually, Sly might be 71. The character Rambo, if you stick to his vitals, is now 71. It, well, Sly is 69. I okay, think. so it becomes a little less feasible that a 71-year-old Rambo, John Jay, is running around doing stuff. And But if Sly can. Yeah, but so... I think the reality of the situation is Sly physically looks like he can do stuff, but I don't care what a 71-year-old looks like. It just the practicality of them sure. taking on other it, – it's just – it's starting to lose its believability. And really, I, I don't need to see Sly doing another Rambo. The one in 2008 was really good. We both liked it. Oh, yeah. It went very light on plot and just went very heavy on guns and blood. And it's very that, short. Yeah, I think that's the route you have to go. But, uh, you know, there's rumors of – another Rambo happening soon, but it sounds very similar to the one that we saw, like talking about trafficking down in Mexico, but this was people kind of being kidnapped maybe for trafficking out in like Burma or something. So they're just being killed in Burma. Yeah. It's just, it's time to move on how I would approach this. I think you have a really big question to ask yourself if you're going to reboot Rambo. And that is, are you going first blood or are you going the rest of the franchise? Because very different takes. Very different. You know, First Blood was trying to make a comment on Vietnam War veterans coming back and not being able to find their place in society. First Blood Part 2 and everything after became shoot up, up action movies. Yeah. I do think that there's a natural parallel between the Vietnam War and the Afghanistan and Iraq Wars. So I think it lends itself nicely to taking either approach. You can say that the updated Rambo is now from that war. And if he had trouble coming home, you can handle that. If you want to just make him a special forces badass from Iraq and Afghanistan, then then go about it that way. So who I would put in this movie, I think part of me would like to see the rock because I keep wanting him to have a really good action franchise to really latch onto, but I don't see it happening. It's not, we've talked about this in, in rampage. It's he's got his formula and something like Rambo is just, I don't think right for it. It's, it's too dark for him right now. Agreed. As for who else I'd like to see, I, I kind of like the idea of Michael B. Jordan. And I'm a little bit partial to that because he fixed the Rocky <laughs> franchise. So why not take on another one? Nothing that says that Rambo has to be has to be white, and I'm good with Michael B. Jordan. I'd be good with Tom Hardy. I could get behind Henry Cavill and Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal would be last on my list, but I, I could see the other guys being fine. No Momoa. Uh, no, no, I... I don't know why. He doesn't strike me as a Rambo. Really? Yeah. I, I don't I feel like he's a spitting image of Rambo. I it has to do with for some reason, maybe it's because of the movies we've seen him in. I he doesn't strike me as a gun guy. I don't know why. 
but a knife. Uh, yeah, and, and Rambo knife. does have a knife, but he's mainly guns. <laughs> For director, I wanted, so I'm taking a couple of pages out of your book on this one. Russo's, I think, would be really good at that. Uh, Ryan Coogler, only if you're getting Michael B. Creed. Jordan and going Creed, because <laughs> they'll just fix it. And then I, I did kind of like the idea of James Mangold, who did Wolverine and is going to do Boba Fett. I think that uh, that grittiness would be good for a Rambo movie. I like Rambo. I like I like them all. But I would really like to see that redone. I think it's time for Sly to let it go. Do do with Rambo what he did with Rocky. I'd like to see Soups in that role. I think he could do it. I I think everything that I've seen him in, he's been very proper. Mm-hmm. So even as, you know as superman yeah as, man from uncle he's in a suit most mm-hmm. of the time and even this new mission impossible he's in a suit when he's fighting yep you know with with a stash but yep. i'd like to see him in a, in a in a dirty gritty yeah and he's role. big enough to be a rambo oh he's massive yeah and he, i could see him wielding some guns and doing some stuff so i i, I like him I, I think i would put him above tom hardy tom hardy's just i feel like i put him in everything anymore so yeah because he's it's like he's hard not to screw up. Yeah. If I if I had to call the list down to two, I would say Michael B. Jordan or Henry Cavill. I like both those choices. Yeah. And when you part of what sold me on Michael B. Jordan, I was kinda like, eh, and then I saw the poster for Creed, I'm like, he's huge. So yep. <laughs> Killmonger. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Massive. Killmonger is a real it, that was the other thing when I thought about like how he even looked in that movie. I'm like, man, he you know, as a soldier he could look pretty cool. Yeah. Throw throw a headband on him and I uh, give him a, a couple machine guns. Right. So my uh my number three, I went for the different genre here, and I feel like there's been a lot of reboots in the horror genre that haven't really met expectations, and I think they've kind of stayed away from this one for some reason, and I don't know why, because I like, I think there's so much you can do with with this, but they've had eight at least eight movies that I know about <laughs> oh that God. that they've basically they tried to continue the same story and they screwed it up. And that's Hellraiser. Okay. And so I like the idea of Hellraiser. I have not liked the execution of any of them. I've tried to watch a few of them, and I just can't finish it. They're bad for horror movies. They're so it's a dimension. It's a different dimension. It's like a a a torture dimension. It's not hell, but it's a dimension that you can travel to. That yeah. Again, I think somebody with that concept. Now, I, I I'm not a big torture person in, right. in movies so uh, so that that kind of would lead to more of a hellraiser <laughs> <laughs> right. movie yeah. are, are, the, are those types of that's how most of them are are, are different ways of torturing people and yeah. people getting off on the pain and the other other dimension and things like that i just i like the idea of it unlocking those types of things and it could be very scary because they have all sorts of different demons that de- i call them demons they're not really demons but uh, that that come through, and I think you could have a lot of fun with that. A lot of the ones are awful mm-hmm. that that they have shown in the movie, but yeah, Pinhead, you know, as as the main real real one that's recognizable. And so the guy that I picked is uh, Ralph Ennison. Yeah, who he's in um, he's in The Witch, he's in uh, Hurricane Heist, mm-hmm. uh, but he just has this voice. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep, and, I agree. That was he, a good pick. And he's got he's got the look that you know, shave his head, fill him with pens, and he's just got that that deep voice, scary voice that you will have nightmares about. Yeah. And so that's that that's where I put him. 
in that. And again, I, I didn't really have a direction that I thought they should go with Hellraiser. I just think that the the concept is there that I think they completely missed. And director wise, so Robert Eggers was my my first go to because of the witch, but it's really the only thing that he's done. And yeah. So I I kind of backed off that and I went for more Scott Dickerson, who Derrickson. I that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I don't know why I said Eric Dickerson. No, uh, Scott Derrickson, who did uh, Sinister, and that that's really why I picked him. He did Doctor Strange too, which could give that supernatural feel mm-hmm. um, but sinister is a really creepy movie and so tying those those two together i think that's that's my pick of director there yeah the, that was the the horror directors i think you and i talked about this on the side i mean i think people just don't want to do them i think you could almost take any director and do it because we, we you had mentioned that you looked at the ring and gore verbinski did that and he's literally done no other horror movies right. his entire career so i just feel like I want to say maybe people think it's beneath them, so they don't do them. Oh, I definitely think it's an entry entry level yeah. director, and you know, all, any of the good horror movies that you you would pick, they they're kind of like one and dones. Yeah, and so then then they're off into to yeah. Like, oh, you can direct a movie, and then and so they move them on to something else. Right. Well, I looked at the guy who did It Follows because I felt like that was one of the best horror movies I've seen in recent years, and he's his next movie's coming out. They've been having trailers for it, but it's not a horror movie. I mean, like you said, he's moved on to something else. Yeah, and so you just get noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, and I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, no, that'd be good. I I like the casting choice. That was a really good pick. Uh, number two for me, good old Indiana Jones. It's kind of for the same reason as Rambo. It's just not believable or fun to see a seventy-two-year-old, however old he is, Harrison Ford out running around. I rewatched all the Indiana Jones in the last week to week and a half, and the the main three are fantastic. I gave Raiders five stars, Temple of Doom four, and Last Crusade four and a half. Crystal Skull was like two stars. I, I went into it thinking <laughs> I have truly not seen it since it came out in theaters. I know I hated it, but maybe I just had some backlash to it. Man, it sucks. Yeah, I had the same. I watched it uh, about a month ago for the first time since theaters, and all I remembered is was the monkeys. Yeah. And the the ants, yeah. And I was like, it's like Lucas has his dirty paws all over this this whole movie, yeah. And hated it. It's it's really really bad. Uh, I, the I fencing on the on the cars <laughs> that goes on forever. It does. And it's just even some of the other stuff, like in the beginning when he's in the warehouse and they're trying to find the crate that he needs, he like throws gunpowder gun up there and it just floats through the air. I'm like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> so I, I think it probably goes without saying that. Unfortunately, there's an Indy 5 being worked on right now, and it's not a reboot, and that makes me very, very worried for what is about to happen. How I would do it? Honestly, Indy's the easiest one out of all this. Indy's an old-school radio TV serial where none of the movies have to connect. The guy's just frozen in time. It's kind of how they did it with Raiders. It doesn't really connect to Temple of Doom, and it doesn't really connect to Last Crusade. They made the stupid mistake of making Crystal Skull connect back to Raiders because they wanted the nostalgia. Right. But Indy should be a serial. Like when old, when people used to tune in in the 20s and 30s to listen to their radio show, like The Shadow and all those things, just Indy is perpetually frozen in the 30s and 40s, and you just move somebody in and out of that role, like James Bond, and just send them on adventures around the place. 
I mean, you, I was, you can move him through time if you want, like James Bond. Where yeah, that, that, that's more where I thought you were going with it, is you, you just kind of keep him up I, with time. You just always keep him against Nazis. My my thing is that maybe don't always do it against Nazis. It doesn't have to always be against Nazis. But a modern Indiana Jones loses something. Indiana Jones is great because he's wearing the leather fedora and the whip, and that doesn't that doesn't work in 2018. Because then you start getting into gadgets, and Indy's got a cell phone. And it just doesn't feel right. Indy needs to stay in the 30s and 40s and just be frozen in time like that and just move people out. And I think you can do a lot with it. I think there's something about being a throwback where, you know, who wants to see Indy jet-setting around the world on a plane with GPS and stuff? That That's not cool. And in modern times, things don't have a lot of mystery. In the 30s and 40s, Things had mystery. The Holy Grail still had, you know, some thing about it. Not everything has to be solved. These little relics still had value. But you need to make it towards the audience. That has to still mean something, too. Yeah, but I think you can make like, the... Oh, they found that already. <laughs> yeah, but you can... I think it's a, it's always about the adventure. Did right. anybody really care about the rocks in Temple of Doom? No. It's just that... The, that village did. The audience. The audience <laughs> didn't care. So I think there, there's lots of other things you could do. I mean, there's always been rumors of Atlantis. There's all sorts of, I mean, not that you'd ever do this, but like Loch Ness Monster. There's millions of things that you can do that don't need to be brought up to Indie modern hunting age. hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a cryptozoologist all of a sudden. <laughs> Who I would put in the role for this, it can't always be Chris Pratt every time we talk about Harrison Ford. But he would be perfect, and we've all seen that picture of him as Indiana Jones. Right. So I would really want Chris Pratt, but I, I then forced myself to say, okay, if it can't be Chris Pratt, let's go with something else. So I went with my boy, Baby Goose. I think <laughs> I, you have to find somebody who can be fun and charming and witty at the same time because that's what Indy was. And I think Baby Goose could pull that off. I, I remember hearing rumors about Bradley Cooper a while back, and I think his star power has faded a little bit. So I'm not sure that he would still work as much as he would have like five years ago or something. but. He wouldn't be bad. Jake Gyllenhaal, again, crept up on my list. And Chris Evans, again, showed up on my list. So my favorites are Pratt and Gosling. I think they could both do it really well. And Gosling even looks like he could be from the 30s and 40s. So it works. For a director, I thought maybe Ron Howard, because he's classic enough to still respect the franchise and to get respected as a director, but he's still kind of young enough to understand what how it is to be relatable. He's not super old like Scorsese and those guys. You'll roll your eyes massively at this, but Taika Watiti with Ragnarok, I like. I wouldn't want him to go as far, but Indy has a fair amount of humor and silliness to it, and I think it's you could do it. It's not that silly. It, no, it's not. But I'm saying that if I could reduce it a little bit from Ragnarok, I think that would be good. James Gunn, who did Guardians, I think would I think be that's a better good. Fit. And then I put J.J. Abrams because I don't think you can talk about a massive franchise reboot and not put J.J. Abrams on the list because the honest truth is that he's done a good job with two of the most coveted franchises there are. So See, let him do it on this one. I don't think you do. I don't think you do indie. I think you have yeah. to do indie unless you just let it go. Yeah. And then that's, that's fine. And that's you just, you just let it go. And that's one of those that you're not, you're going to come to the same problem as solo of somebody trying to do it a Harrison Ford impression, which I don't think you're going to get. And then you you also have things like Tomb Raider, who are essentially the same thing, just newer with different kind of... But not near as good. 
and it lacks well, and all I, the I don't charm. Think it's, I don't think it's ever going to be as good as Indiana, Indiana Jones. I don't right. care who you put in there. It's going to be a... I don't... I think Indy's easier to replicate than Han Solo. I don't think so. I think Indy's too... I don't think so. I think he's too classic of a... He's he's more fleshed out than Han is. And Well, but the... He, and so the other reason why I think it's easier to do Indy than Han Solo is you're not... If you freeze him in time, you're not having to do a young Han Solo. And so you, you really can try and get somebody who is truly trying to kind of imitate Harrison Ford. And I think Gosling and Chris Pratt could do that. I think clearly they have the right abilities to do it. So I think it could be done. I think that's the only way Indy should be done. I would be fine with them leaving it alone. But now that they've already done Crystal School and they're doing Indy 5, whatever. Reboot it. So you'd want them to do a Harrison Ford impression? Um, I think you can do that in a way as Indy that makes it feel like Indy. Because, I don't know, for some reason with Indiana Jones, I feel like it's not as much doing an impression of Harrison Ford as it is being Indiana Jones. I don't know why I feel that way. It's a really weird distinction for me, but... But you'd want them to play like Harrison yes, Ford does. Yes, I would. Because, again, I think what you're doing is trying to serialize it and say that it's kind of stuck in this moment in time. And Indiana Jones is this character. So you're you're really just playing Indiana Jones over and over again. I don't want you to do a new take on the character. I want you to do more Indiana Jones. Do you think Bond imitates Bond? Or do you think they do their I own? think they did until Daniel Craig. I think so they think very Roger much... Roger Moore was a Sean Connery... For the, for the most. Well, no, I mean, not like accent and everything. I'm just saying, but like very much they tried to be the same character. Same kind of charm, womanizing thing. You know, it, it was very much that. Yeah, Bond's, a, Bond's the equivalent. I have Tomb Raider, so I'm happy. <laughs> Tomb Raider sucks. <laughs> All right, so my number two is Police Academy. And so I, I chose, chose a comedy. Again, I wanted to expand different genres here. Because uh, I just think, especially, again, in today's society, there are so many different directions you can go with a police academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, jokes are endless, you know, and if you, especially if you have a mixed mixed cast, you know, things like that. Uh, I went with Sam Rockwell as my Mahoney, <laughs> uh, okay. is essentially how I went with this. I, I would accept Paul Rudd as my, as my Mahoney. He was on my list when I read yours. But the uh, Kevin Hart is kind of like the inverse Hightower is how I how, <laughs> nice. how, how yeah. I, I put him in there. But then I added... Uh, that is something a reboot would do. He'd be called Hightower still, but he but, would but be, be really yeah. short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then John Cena. Yeah. I think there's a lot you can do with a large guy trying to be a cop. Yeah. You know, and whether that be ironic or whether it be, you know, on point, I, I don't know how right. you want to do that, but there's a lot you can do with John. Obviously, he looks like a cop. Yeah. You know, trying to go through boot camp. Then Kate McKinnon, who I think is absolutely hilarious in everything she does. I want, I want her in there doing something. Will Ferrell, because, I mean, he's Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a comedy, I think he's got to be somewhere in there. And I almost had him as a Commandant Lassard. Oh, okay. Uh, but then uh, I saw a picture of Bill Murray, and I was like, no, I got yeah. to have Bill Murray. Oh, as Lassard? I thought as you Lassard. were going to do Bill Murray as... Um... Mauser, is that him? <laughs> the 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 guy who runs the training, the gray hair who carries the staff with the 
the bad guy, yes. essentially. Yeah. yeah. The, he always has the little rod with the ball on the end of oh, it. Oh, Harris. Harris, yes. That's who I'm talking about. I forget about. when Mauser comes in. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. They, they, yeah. they trade in there, but yeah. I thought you were going Bill Murray is, the, is that role. But no, he's I had much as, older. Yeah, he's Lassard. Yeah, okay. And so... I'd be very interested to hear our friend Larson's take on this, because he's always talked about loving police academy i'd oh, love yeah. to, i would love to hear what he thinks about well, he would want steve cast. gutenberg to be well involved. Who, who wouldn't <laughs> steve gutenberg would want to be involved <laughs> yeah he's not doing much i was going for du- director here and i and i picked adam mckay that's a that's a good pick who was... you have anchorman stepbrothers uh things like that because i didn't want the over the topness i was trying to find a, a comedy actor that didn't do something just so you know dumb like right. daddy's home i keep using yeah. that of driving the motorcycle across the walls yeah you know i don't i don't want that scene in there i think it takes away so i, th- I tried to even though some of uh anchorman 2 you yeah know, that's it, true it takes it to the next level i think he's grounded enough and he has a long enough track record yeah that, that he can he can do that well i had that same thought uh it made me think of starsky and hutch and chips, which are kind of some remakes of TV shows, mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, those those were not good. So you you do have to be really careful with who you pick. But I mean, this is this movie's ripe for like an ensemble comedy cast of just anybody you could put in there. Oh yeah, I mentioned them earlier on one of my list, but Lord and Miller from Jump Street could do a decent job, but it'd be really really close to Jump Street, right? That, that's so close that they probably would not do it, right? And that's that's kind of why I backed away from them. Yeah, I thought. Basically, any of the guys from This Is The End I thought would be good in that. So the McBride and Seth Rogen, those guys, I thought. Um, See, and, and I didn't want Danny McBride. <laughs> I can understand why. I feel like it just takes a different feel. Yeah. Like, I don't mind Seth Rogen. Yeah. But Jonah Hill, I don't think I wanted. But I mean, I think Seth Rogen's hilarious. Yeah. It, but I think he comes with his whole crew. I don't think, uh, I, don't agreed. think I don't think you just get Seth Rogen. I agreed. What about, um, so I had Paul Rudd written down, but I had Galifianakis and Sudeikis and Andy Samberg. Um, the yeah. other, the other guy I had, uh, that I thought would be good because I don't think there was somebody of Indian descent or Pakistani descent would be Kumail Nanjani from big sick. I, and, I, I thought about him as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I couldn't, pronounce his name so <laughs> right. i did i didn't put it out there but, but yeah. no i thought you know i wanted i truly wanted somebody from from each yeah you know ethnicity so then you can run the spectrum of jokes you know right. and then all you know all body shapes and sizes you know because you, you want to be able to hit hit on all those you know and so yeah my, my list could have gone on it for days of, oh yeah of, of, of who I, who I mean, there's so here. many people in police academy i mean you could just sign people up left and right yeah and, yeah, and so it's just one of those that uh, I think, especially now, all the topics that you could put yeah. in, as so many jokes that that are out there. If you just have to point fun at it, and yeah, I think it, I think it's a prime prime time for for that reboot. It's been long you. enough. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of police academies though. What they get to six, eight? eight? Oh god, eight. man, I loved them when I was a kid, but I bet they'd be really hard to sit through right now. They're, I think they're a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I could see that. All right, so my number one, probably going to cost us some listeners, and <laughs> I will have to probably take back any credit I earned off of our solo episode, but I had to make a judgment call, and I went with Star Wars. I I decided that I was so angry at the prequels, and that the direction that Last Jedi has kind of gone, while not terrible, I just kind of feel like the the scale has tipped 
And part of me also wants to be a disruptor in the sense that everything else gets rebooted. Star Trek got rebooted. I mean, Superman's been rebooted. So what makes Star Wars so special that it can't get rebooted? I, I don't subscribe to that. So it's, it's still telling its story is why. It, yeah, but it's not above reproach. So I thought for this, I'd, and it had to be number one, right? So I'm going to play that card. I can't right. say, oh, number five, Star Wars. I mean, right. I, I'm going after it at this point. So the biggest reason would be the prequels. It, it took so much of what could have been cool about Star Wars and just ruined it. Just flat ruined it. I mean, we could we could list five things that we looked forward to in the prequels, or or that we quote unquote knew about from having read our encyclopedias and stuff, and it didn't do them or it did them poorly. Right. And and that's just to the point where I look at it and I say, okay, I, I'm not the biggest fan of A New Hope. I think it was just a little bit too early for me that it didn't blow me away like maybe it did my parents or something like that. But I love Empire, and honestly. Empire is the only one I wouldn't touch. Return of the Jedi has some good stuff, but it needs to get fixed. So why am I holding on to this franchise for, for one movie? I get that it's a pop culture phenomenon. I would even potentially go so far as to say, if I reboot this, I will do a shot-for-shot remake of The Empire Strikes Back. And the only scene I'll edit is the Luke and Leia kiss. Like, get that out of there. They just have a sex scene instead. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but find my new actors and do a shot-for-shot remake. So I... All you fanboys, which I'm one of them, Empire's fantastic, you get a shot-for-shot remake using practical effects, all that kind of stuff. The rest of it, I get free reign to reorder and do whatever I want, however I please. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to get a lot more Darth Maul. You're going to get a full (laughs) Jedi purge. There will be no midi-chlorians. So I'm already fixing like three issues right there. I mean, if somebody came to the table and said, hey, we're going to reboot Star Wars, but we're going to promise you these things. I'd be like, yep, let's do it. I'm Done. on bo- I'm on board. Let's, let's do it. And I like the idea of getting some new blood. And I, I, the, the prequels are so bad, but I'd love to see what, what different people could do. So I just, the scales finally tipped for, for me to say, Star Wars is not above reproach. Let's just go ahead and reboot them. So. I have a lot of ideas, but it's too much for one podcast. We could do a whole podcast on what you and I would do to fix Star Wars, but I put it as my number one. I thought casting was a really hard question. I didn't even do directors because I think you just try and mix it up a little bit. I think you take the Marvel approach where you give different people some different, which which is kind of what they're doing with 7, 8, and 9, kind of what they were doing until JJ's coming back. But I think to humor you, you wanted me to have some casting since I had asked you. So mm-hmm. Here's what I came up with. So for Obi-Wan, if I'm allowed to keep people from existing movies, you give Ewan his chance. I think I think he's still at the age where you can make him look young enough to be the Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars and then still be old enough to be Obi-Wan with Luke. So I think he can still work. He's not too far gone one direction. If you have to go with somebody new, I would either go with a Christian Bale or maybe a Fastbender, although I've I've just really started to sour on Fastbender after the last few years. He's made some poor choices lately. He, he has. For Luke, if I'm trying to look like Mark Hamill, I know I sent you this picture the other night, <laughs> Sebastian Stan, it, that was mind-blowing. It was identical. Yeah. If, if I you, Yeah, if you haven't Googled that, go yes. Google. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, Luke Skywalker. It will blow your mind. Like the picture I sent Carson, like you have to really stare at it to figure out 
which one is which. Right. It's it's amazing. Like, so, oh, Luke has a tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some stubble. So if I'm getting away from Mark Hamill, I actually, and I, I know I'm creating like nerd sacrilege here, but. Um, <laughs> Unite the clans. Yeah. Kit Harrington. I'd pull Jon Snow in as a Luke. The way I would make it work is Adam Driver is a great Anakin invader. I wish these movies had been, the prequels had been made so much later. He's a, he's a fantastic Kylo, but the rage that that guy can show, and he's actually a physically big human being. He's a perfect Anakin, a perfect Anakin. So then if his son is Jon Snow, you can kind of see, you know, the black hair, you know, you can, you can make that work. So that's what I went with. With Palpatine, again, I think you, if you can, you stay with, Ian McDermott, the guy from the originals. I, I don't think you ever show Palpatine young. That's another thing I would change. I don't need to see Senator Palpatine. No. I think the timeline they did for the prequels was way too short. The Empire was formed when Anakin was 20 and it's already a dominant force. No, just have it have it already be around. Just have Anakin join it. it so many bad choices. So I would do that. If I had to recast and I had to go old, I would go like Gary Oldman, Brian Cranston, Daniel Day-Lewis. If I had to go with like a younger guy, which I really wouldn't want to, I'd probably go like Hiddleston or Cumberbatch. You're not giving me any feedback on these, so we'll see. And, and Star Wars <laughs> casting is just a, a minefield. Han Solo, uh, we already talked Indiana Jones, and I've got the same guy sitting on this list for Han Solo. I got Chris Pratt, which Star Lord, he's probably the best choice. Yep. I'd put Baby Goose in there too because I think he can he can pull off the charm. Jake Gyllenhaal, he hasn't shown me a lot of charm, but I think he's got like kind of the right looks if we needed to for leia i had emily blunt olivia wilde and alicia vikander and for padme if we had to do that i had emily blunt and olivia wilde again so basically they, those two look so much alike that i was like well pick inter- pick one for one and inter- one for the daughter <laughs> interchangeable <laughs> yeah but i did kind of sneak this one in for padme because i thought you could give her a chance to be a little bit more of a good warrior a good fighter and i put gal gadot so you could kind of see the Black hair Gal Gadot with a black haired Adam Driver producing a black haired Kit Harrington. You wouldn't just make her a Jedi at some point? Yo, you could. I, I couldn't cast Jedi in this though. I oh. was trying to just You were making with... up your own Jedi? Well, yeah. no, she wouldn't be a Jedi. I'm just saying oh. she would be a a fighter of something. Like they tried to make Padme like kind of a fighter in Attack of the Clones because she shoots the guns and goes and fights in the arena and mm. tried to give her some of that, but yeah, casting for that is gonna get a lot of groans, but I tried to go with what would work. But I think my favorite one though is well first I, I Ewan McGregor deserves his his props. He needs another shot. Well he, he's gonna get it with uh, Kenobi here. I mean it's not official. They haven't said who they're casting no. for that. But I love Adam Driver. I think he would be a great Anakin because he could the rage he shows as Kylo is exactly what should have been shown for Anakin. Yeah, I don't know that I would cast Adam Driver. But I, I can see where you're you're going with that. Yeah. What's your number one? Okay. So I had a couple different ones in my five spot. I had Highlander, which I saw your list, so I removed it. Right. Uh, it wasn't in my. This is at the. This wasn't my number one spot, but I had GI Joe. I thought it could definitely need to get rebooted in something <laughs> a little bit more grounded. Yeah. We both considered '80s cartoons because I considered He Man. <laughs> you see, I also yes, <laughs> He Man, but I heard that was almost yeah. being done already, yeah. so I stayed away from that. And then uh, I saw your list, and you went, you know, Star Wars and, and indie, some bigger bigger movies. So I decided to take one and uh, went with The Godfather. 
It's risky. It, it is risky. And the reason I went with Godfather, because I feel like there's so many different stories you can tell with that family. And so you got, you know, Vito, and then you got Michael, and you can go so many different directions. But essentially, it's a coming-of-age story for Michael. Of You had to pick somebody who can be that sweet, innocent guy that turns you know, to crime boss. Yep. And so it was trying to pick the right, right actor for that was, was the hardest part for me. And also trying to pick an Italian actor that, <laughs> that, that, that could do that. Yeah. And that was young enough to do that. So I'll start with Vito. Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. I decided to pick his Vito. Yeah. The Kingpin in Daredevil series is really what, what sold me on his, he can be crime boss-ish when he needs to be, but he also can be the lighter side of, you know, as, as the dad, you know, yeah. the dad of the family, but then he can turn it on. You know, Vito never really did that mm-hmm. in, in the original Godfather, but I, th- I, I think I want to see both sides of that. Yeah. And so I thought he'd do, do a good job. I picked uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but as Sonny. Okay. So I didn't put him as Michael. I put him as Sonny. So I, I thought he would be a good kind of off the handle. I, I haven't really seen DiCaprio do that. And yeah. So, so I wanted to, I didn't want him to have the main role, but I, more of a hot-tempered, you know, sunny character. I picked Armando Sante. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wanted him in the movie. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know where, maybe he's a rival crime boss or something, yeah. but I don't know what, what it is about him. I've always liked him. Yeah. And, and I always thought he was a good actor and I can't really, the, the one movie that pops in my head that is not going to prove my point at all is Judge Dredd. Right. That's all I get. Yeah, you know, and so, but, but I like him as an actor and yeah. I never saw Gotti. Um, I didn't either. And so I don't know how he plays in that, but, uh, I, you know, I was going through the list of, you know, Italian actors, you know, as yeah. a, to, to fit in those. Like, it's like, I do like him. I hope I like to find a place, place for him. In the I wasn't movie. sure he was still alive. I had to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. Um, and so, so then I had, okay, I'm still fighting the who's Michael. Yeah. And so I went with Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. uh, even though he's not Italian. Right. And so I thought he had Just slick his hair back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, slick his hair back, give him some contacts. Yeah. Because yep. I felt like he could do the range from, again, the innocent person to crime boss. Yeah. Um, I thought about Oscar Isaac. He's he's also not Italian. Yeah. So I got figured if I was going to go a non-Italian, then I was going to go my first choice. Right. And so uh, those I was kind of picking and choosing there. But there's really not a lot of young actors that I felt could do this. Yeah. And they had to be close enough to Leo's age to be brothers, you know. And so I was kind of playing that as well. But also none that I felt confident to put on the list. If I'm if I'm saying you need to redo the Godfather, that, <laughs> yeah, I might put somebody who can handle you it. You got to come strong on yeah. that one. And so uh, I went with with Gyllenhaal, and then director. I think there's no other choice than uh, Scorsese uh, yep. to do it. And so I went I went pretty safe with my list, right? But I just think that there's with a the mob family and all the different things that you can do with the mob, and trying to pick somebody who wasn't in. The Godfather trilogy, mm-hmm. and he wasn't in The Sopranos. You know, yeah, uh, they pretty much span most uh, mo- <laughs> yeah. most characters there. Because I would love to have Terry Benedict in there sure. somewhere, but he's in The Godfather Part Three. Right, you know? and it's like, do you want to may have that connection? Yeah, I'd have him at a different character, but and then uh, as I was looking, I was like, well, Robert De Niro as as Vito, you know, he was young Vito, 
Yeah. Um, and then having him as old Vito, I go, do I want him? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I think I want to go a different direction. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I think, wouldn't have done De Niro either. So that was my uh, my take on The Godfather. Yeah. I could I could definitely see that. For some reason, I kept. So Tom Hagen was Robert Duvall. I kept yeah. picturing Michael Keaton in that role. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> but I think he's way older than maybe Robert Duvall was at the time. But yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I, I couldn't. I, I was trying to think of different things, but everybody I kept coming up with for directors and everything, I was just like, uh, nothing was quite feeling right. So I and The Departed was amazing and kind of tackled, you know, the mob. Right. So I, I think Scorsese could definitely do it. Yeah, I think if anybody can, anybody be allowed to. I think I think it's it's him. Yeah, I know. I and what's funny is, I mean, you never hear anything out of all the things that you hear about spinning off or rebooting or expanding the universe you never hear godfather no it, well it's one of those untouchables that people don't want yeah but you would think that i mean what has francis ford coppola done i mean you think at some point somebody come along and say hey francis yeah want to want to maybe make a godfather four or maybe not even that but just like make a make a new one don't even call it the godfather but it's what you do know. you think the soprano stalled some of that i don't know the what 10 years that it ran it could have been and maybe it's also just a kind of a timeliness thing like does anybody really do mob movies anymore i mean there was like donnie brasco and there was black mass and departed and stuff departed's a remake of a foreign movie but you know i, I don't know i don't is the mob one of those things that's just not well, i think you still said it back in yeah the 60s or well 50s 60s 70s yeah. you know i, I think you still set it at that time when the moms yeah. are that's true i just don't know how much that appeal has anymore like it feels like one of the things so. it feels like westerns in a way they're like oh we used to make mob movies and gangster movies all the time but now they're just kind of faded away well they were talking about rebooting scarface at one point you know it's just one of those that yeah that you think have talking a... about an overrated movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's i will say going through this has my mind on what a future top five of there are so many movies that I would rather have sequels to, but not rebooted. And so I was going through, and I was like, that's definitely one that uh, I would like those same characters to see what they're doing now. Yeah, you know, type of thing versus uh, starting fresh. And I and I think I would hate the new ones. Yeah, you know. And so that uh, that may be a, a future top five that, <laughs> that I might do down the road of uh, of what needs a sequel. But, yeah. But uh, I'm proud of our list, and I'd like to make all these movies. <laughs> no kidding. And apparently Baby Goose is going to be very busy. Yeah, it, well. And, and John Hall. Uh, hey, <laughs> you know what? It's just amazing that I didn't also suggest Keanu for something. So Yeah, I, got I didn't my... have The Rock on my list once. <laughs> except once. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I, was like, wait, I was like, wait, no. I did. I did have him on there. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for a pretty long top five, but... If you have ideas of other top fives you'd like to see us do, give us a suggestion on those too. Just as much as we're looking for movies to review, we, uh, we're we always looking for top five topics as well, so send them our way. But if you like what you're hearing, go out to the podcast stores, leave us a rating and a review, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.